Hello and welcome to the Not From This Planet podcast, where we talk about books, writing, publishing and lots of other stuff. On today's episode, um, we're going to be reading chapter one of The Magical Mermaid Portal and chapter one of The Magical Fairy Door, both written by Michelle Louise Gordon. I'm Liz. I'm going to be reading chapter one of Mermaid Portal and Michelle is going to be reading chapter one of The Magical Fairy Door. Um, these are both in the Magical Doorway series. These are the first two books. Fairy Door is number one and Mermaid Portal is number two. You, these are books for children, but <laughs> equally loved by adults. <laughs> and you can get these books wherever you buy your books, basically. Um, don't forget to check us out at Not From This Planet Books on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, and notfromthisplanet.co.uk. And you can also find Michelle at michellegordon.co.uk and at Michelle Gordon Author on Instagram. Hope you enjoy the first chapters. The Magical Fairy Door by Michelle Louise Gordon. Chapter One Lily walked around the shop, her small mouth opened wide in delight at the magical things before her. Her mum had told her many times before never to touch things in shops, but she couldn't help reaching out to feel the soft hair of the fairy dolls and the rough grain of the fairy doors. When she stepped into the back room of the shop, she gasped at the sight of all the brightly coloured fairy outfits every different shade of pink, blue, purple, red, orange, green and yellow. Sparkles, sequins, velvets, cottons, tulle and taffeta. She was in heaven. Fairy heaven. Throughout her short ten years, Lily had always felt a connection to the small folk that supposedly lived at the bottom of the garden. She had begged her parents to read fairy stories to her over and over. And then, when she could read them for herself, she would spend hours with a torch under the bed covers reading the wonderful adventures and poring over the pictures. She had spent countless afternoons at the bottom of the garden, staring intently at the bushes and plants and whispering for the fairies to come out and let her see them, but they hadn't ever shown themselves. She still believed, though. Even when her classmates had teased her for believing, even when they laughed at her for going to the Halloween party in her homemade fairy outfit, she didn't care. She knew that fairies were real, and now she was in a place where it seemed that the grown-ups believed they were real too. Are you okay there? Lily jumped and looked up at the lady who had appeared. She had long red hair, bright blue eyes, and was wearing the most magical dress Lily had ever seen. It had long pointy sleeves and layers of lace and silk, and was a beautiful shade of sea blue. Suddenly aware that she was staring at the lady with her mouth open, Lily nodded quickly, still feeling a little awestruck. The lady smiled. Do you like fairies? Lily nodded and then cleared her throat. I do. I know they exist, even though I haven't seen one yet. The lady looked around as though checking to make sure no one was listening. Then she bent forward a little and whispered, I've seen them. A long, long time ago. That's why I have a fairy shop. All of the items in this shop are magical, because they have been blessed by the fairies. Lily's eyes grew wide and she stared at the lady, trying to decide if she was telling the truth. After a few moments, she decided it didn't matter. She wanted an outfit blessed by the fairies. 
How much are the dresses and the wings? Lily asked, touching the brightly coloured fabrics, mentally adding up how much she had in her purse and even what she had in her money box at home. When the lady told her the prices, her heart sank. There was no way she could afford that, and her parents, who thought that the fairy thing was a phase, would never agree to pay that much. They hadn't even wanted to come into the shop with her. Instead, they were in the cafe next door. Oh, Lily said. Um, I'll have to come back when I've got more money. You could still try one on if you wanted to. Lily smiled. Really? Even though I can't buy it? Sure, then you will know what it looks like, so when you have the money, you will know what you want. Lily went over to the rail and picked out a dress in her favourite colour, aquamarine. It was made from lace and velvet and had a full tulle underskirt. Then she chose a pair of matching butterfly wings. They were iridescent and shimmered, even in the artificial light. The lady nodded and got the wings and then pointed to the changing room. Lily stepped inside the tiny room with the dress, her heart beating fast as she pulled her jeans and t-shirt off and slipped the dress on over her head. When the fabric settled onto her body, she sighed. It was perfect. She looked just like a fairy. She stepped out of the changing room and the lady nodded. Yes, that one is a perfect fit on you. Turn around and I'll put the wings on, and then you can see in the big mirror. Lily turned and felt the wings being fastened to her back. Then she took a deep breath and walked over to the large mirror that had a carved wooden frame around it. When she saw her reflection, she gasped again. She looked like a real fairy, and what's more, she felt like one too. She turned to thank the lady for allowing her to try on the beautiful dress, and she could have sworn that she saw the wings fluttering a little, like real wings. She looked back at her reflection, but the wings were still. She frowned. Did you see that? See what? the lady asked. Lily shook her head. Nothing. Thank you so much for letting me try on the dress. I feel like a real fairy in it. You look like one too, very much like the ones I remember from years ago. Lily stood and stared at her reflection for a while longer, but knew her family would be getting impatient and that she should change back into her normal clothes and join them. Finally, she asked the lady to remove the wings and went to change. Her clothes felt boring and dull and she reluctantly handed over the beautiful dress back to the lady to be hung back on the rail. Are you on holiday? the lady asked her. Yes, Lily said. We're here just for a few days. I've wanted to come here for a long time and I finally persuaded my family. The lady hung up the dress and the two of them walked back to the front of the shop through the treasure trove of fairy items. I would really like to buy something from your shop, Lily said, but I only have ten pounds with me. I do have more money in my piggy bank at home, but my parents wouldn't let me bring it all. What would you recommend I get? Lily looked longingly at the beautiful fairy dolls in their tiny bright outfits and transparent wings. The lady thought for a moment, then she went over to the shelf and took something from the very back. She held it out to Lily, who took it from her, feeling her excitement dwindle. She stared at the gnarled wooden door, which had a tiny brass doorknob and the name of the fairy shop written on it. She frowned up at the lady. Do you have anything prettier? The lady laughed. This is a very special fairy door. If you attach it to a tree in your garden, then visit with some sweet treats on the next full moon, you will be in for a surprise. Lily looked back down at the door. Though she was curious, she also really wanted something pretty and fairy-like to take home, not just an old, rough bit of wood. The door is yours. I don't need any money for it. So why don't you have a look to see what you can find for your ten pounds? The lady took the door from her, and Lily noticed she was wearing a beautiful silver ring with a seven-pointed star on it. 
I'll wrap this up ready for you. Lily nodded and then looked around the rest of the shop. She found a pretty hair clip that had long strands of glittery threads that were meant to blend in with your hair. She selected one in her favourite colour and took it to the counter where the lady wrapped it up and placed the door and the hair clip in a bag with the shop logo on it. She took the £10 note from Lily and then counted out her change. Thank you, Lily said, for the door and for letting me try on the dress and the wings. You're most welcome, Lily. Be sure to do what I said on the next full moon, OK? Lily nodded, took the bag and then left the shop to join her family. It wasn't until she was tucked up in bed that night in the B&B that she realised that she had never told the lady her name. How had she known? So next is the second book in the Magical Doorway series by Michelle Louise Gordon. It is The Magical Mermaid Portal and I'm going to be reading chapter one. Celine smiled as she watched her cousin's eyes grow wide when she saw just how many flavours of ice cream there were. Celine had been coming to the ice cream parlour since she was four years old when she visited her grandparents for the summer. But she still hadn't tried out all the flavours herself, probably because once she tried the apple crumble flavour, that was the only one she wanted. I just don't know which one to choose, Lily said, silently reading all the many flavours. Mint choc chip, banoffee, lemon meringue, rocky road, caramel fudge, pistachio, salted caramel brownie, cherry vanilla, peanut butter crunch, cookies and cream. Celine smiled. We can get two scoops each, my treat. Kenny will be so annoyed he stayed with mum and missed out on this, Lily giggled. We can bring him next time you come to stay, Celine promised. A scoop of apple crumble and a scoop of caramel fudge in a tub, please, she said to the young girl, poised with her ice cream scoop behind the counter. The girl nodded and reached into the freezer to scoop out Celine's order. I think I'll have to go for a scoop of triple chocolate and one of mango sorbet, Lily decided finally. Good choice, Celine said, taking her tub from the girl and licking a drip of caramel fudge ice cream running down the side. Tub or cone, the girl asked Lily. Cone, please. When both girls had their ice creams and Celine had counted out her coins and handed them over, they stepped out into the warm August sunshine and headed for an empty bench that overlooked the beach. They were both quiet for a while as they enjoyed their treats, quickly consuming them before they melted all over their hands. Celine was glad she had thought to grab, to grab a couple of napkins and stuff them in her pocket before they left, just in case they needed them. A silver ring on Lily's hand caught Celine's eye as it shone in the afternoon sun, and Celine squinted at it. Tell me more about the fairyland, she asked. Her cousin had begun to tell her tales of visiting the fairies inside the tree at the bottom of the garden, and how Lily had even shrunk down to fairy size to fit. It seemed very magical, and also a bit too amazing to be true. But when Kenny, Lily's younger brother, said that he had been there too, Celine wondered whether they really were telling the truth, and that fairies really did exist. Well, in the beginning, I had to wait until the full moon and take cakes or biscuits in order to get in, but this ring, she held out her hand so that Celine could see it more closely, belonged to the fairy queen's father, and it lets me go to Ariath whenever I want. Although, between school and my projects to help the environment, I don't get many chances to go. Also, my mum and dad still have no idea of any of it. I can't exactly just disappear for hours at a time. Although my friends sometimes come with me, so we usually pretend to be at each other's houses. 
Celine felt a pang of jealousy at the mention of Lily's many friends. She didn't really have any friends, having only moved to the town in the middle of primary school two years before, when her father had passed away and she and her mother had moved in with their gran. It seemed that by then, everyone already had their friendship groups and they weren't interested in including her. Trissy spent most of her days in school on her own, reading books, and on the weekend she went swimming and took photographs of wildlife and landscapes. She was looking forward to going to the local secondary school in September. She was hoping that perhaps she would finally make some friends. At least that's what her mum kept, kept saying would happen. What's the Fairy Queen like? Lily slurped some of her ice cream before answering. Oh, she's wonderful. Now that she has some hope that Ariaf can be saved and, and that she has her sister and her true love by her side, she seems unstoppable. Quite different to when I first met her, when she was so sad. It must be awful to have your home destroyed, Celine said. A thought occurred to her. If fairies are real, do you think other magical beings are real too? Unicorns, dragons? She looked out to sea. The choppy waves were crashing onto the sand. Mermaids? Lily shrugged. I haven't seen any dragons, other than the one at Mum and Dad's favourite pub, and that mosaic one on the theatre in town. She waved her hand towards the town centre, where the old theatre stood, bearing a huge mosaic of a green dragon. And I've never seen a unicorn or a mermaid, though I do wonder if they could be real too. But where would they be? I mean, she waved her hand at the sea. Mermaids could easily be hidden in the seas. Well, where would unicorns be? Or dragons? You would think that more people would have seen them by now. Celine nodded. Perhaps their worlds are like the fairy worlds, only accessible through magical doors. So Lily nodded thoughtfully. You might be right. I think it's best to keep an open mind because, well, anything's possible, don't you think? Celine smiled. I hope so. She scooped out the last bit of her ice cream, then took the tub, little wooden spoon and dirty napkin to the bin near the bench where they sat. Lily finished the last bit of her cone and wiped her hands on the napkin that Celine offered her. She tucked the napkin in her pocket, then grinned at Celine. So, shall we go shell hunting? I promised my fairy friends I'd bring them some souvenirs. Celine grinned back at her cousin. Yes, let's do it. She patted her shorts pocket. I have a bag we can collect them in. But first, she pulled out her small compact camera from her other pocket. Let's take a picture. Lily grinned and struck a silly pose while Celine snapped a photo. Then she asked a passerby to take a photo of them both. The lady walking her dog happily snapped a couple of the cousins as they grinned happily, their faces still bearing signs of their recent feast. Thanks, Celine said to the lady as she took her camera back and tucked it safely away in her pocket. They then headed down the concrete steps from the promenade to the sandy beach to collect some shells. Promise me that if you meet a mermaid, you'll write to tell me, Lily said as she packed her summer clothes into her rucksack. Celine looked at her cousin from where she sat on her bed and nodded. I promise. It was an easy promise to make. The chances of her finding a real mermaid were so slim. She still wasn't really sure that the stories Lily had told her about the fairies were true. Although she wanted to believe they were. Lily finished packing and put her rucksack on her back. It's been such a fun holiday. I really wish we didn't have to go. But mum has to get back to work and I'm pretty sure dad will have run out of frozen dinners by now. Celine giggled. Can't he cook? <laughs> My dad was a great cook. Lily shook her head. 
he can barely cook toast. When, Tenny and I, when Kenny and I decided to be vegetarians last year, he had no idea what to give us to eat. He still thinks sausages are okay. Lily shook her head again and tutted, making Celine giggle again. Weird to think they were brothers, Celine said, referring to their dad. Yeah, I miss Uncle Brian. He was always so much fun, Lily said. Celine's giggles subsided as she thought of her father. She still missed him every day. She wished they hadn't had to move. She loved her grandmother, but her grand's house wasn't filled with the same memories as her childhood house. But they couldn't afford to stay there after her dad died. Shaking off the darker thought, she smiled at her cousin. I do hope you come to stay again soon. Maybe one day I could visit you and go see the fairies. Lily threw her arms around her neck and they hugged. Definitely. I'm so pleased I could tell you all about it. I knew you would understand. Celine smiled. I do love magic. Me too, Lily agreed, touching her silver ring, bearing the seven-pointed star. Me too. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We'll be back again with you soon.